615 presents Off the Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox. Off the Record 615. Off the Record. Yes, guys, welcome back to 615's Off the Record podcast. I'm Tom Lamore, aka Tom DeLips, and I'm joined by my co host, Cami Fox. Yes, people, what is happening? We've got a very special guest with us today, Katie Howarth. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> no problem. Let's get started. So, Katie will... I'll let Katie do the talking actually now and explain a little bit about who she is and who she works for. So, I'm Katie Howarth with an A and I work for the team at 615. Hey. So, I'm the newest recruit and yeah. I'm the sales executive so I work alongside Kim um, obviously helping our clients find the artists that they want for their big day. Yeah, stuff, Bill. Not the best of starts for you though, is it with the COVID? No, no definitely Started not. Started and then pretty much we got shut down. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think I had a, a five to six week run, and yeah. then that was it. Nothing. Yeah, which is a shame really because you never we could never really get running with it. No, because it's such a big team as well, and obviously everyone's so fast paced. I do think it's one of those that you do need quite a while to like see people and like find where people like sit in the company and things like that and the personalities. And I just never got to that. Yeah. Point really. So, yeah. But it just makes it more exciting to come. Yeah, no, we've got, there's a lot of big personalities. It's um, quite a young company. There's a lot of young members of staff. A lot of the team are quite young. And I don't mean that. We're all, we're all young. Um, I'm probably the oldest. And I'm still, I still like to class myself as young. You're the oldest. I think so, yeah, other than Chris Southall. But we won't, you know. Let's not put ages Let's not put ages on it. Not <laughs> no, it's not. But, no, it is a very young. Uh, young company and that, that's one of the b- benefits to our business I think is that it's driven by young like-minded people yeah. um, obviously you've told us a little bit about what you do rather because we've obviously had your career with us cut short a little bit because of the Covid which we'll get on to um, tell us a little bit about what you did do and where you've come from a bit of your background uh, so I've well I grew uh, when my career really started when I was like 16 tried to do beauty school failed at that miserably so I decided I wanted to go into hotel hotel work and I was working at a hotel in Darwin where I get my accent from. Darren. <laughs> Darren for some of the locals listening. <laughs> um, and yeah I worked there for five years as like their wedding supervisor and just absolutely fell in love with everything that evolved around weddings. Like I got really into what they did and like setting up the tables and things like that. Even laying the cutlery in I sound as corny as it sounds I just really loved it because I knew that someone would go like we're sitting there and appreciating what you put the way you put a favour the way you put a glass like polishing the glass it was like the tiny details I absolutely loved it um, so yeah that's where I've ended up like starting off and then just before I came to you guys um, I was a wedding coordinator in another hotel in Lancaster and I just yeah I absolutely absolutely loved it the only reason why I'm not doing it anymore is because I ended up moving a bit closer to where I'm from but it was amazing like absolutely the, the brides that I met they were more like my best friends than clients really so got really stuck into it that's the best feeling though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah literally. Because they will never have that day ever, like, ever again. So to know that I was a part 
part of it and they trusted me to be a part of it and really let me take control of what they were doing on the wedding day as well. It's, it's so special. It's a really nice feeling. And that's a sign of a good salesperson as well, that if you can get on with clients of yeah. all different backgrounds and different personalities. I think yeah. that was the biggest thing because the hotel itself, they actually didn't believe that they could ever do weddings because it was a bit more of like a pub restaurant setting. But when I went in there, the all the staff it was it was a family run business and they were all so personable and so friendly that that's everything that a wedding is really that's all that people want like although like a perfect setting helps and a pretty room helps but actually they want to feel comfortable on the wedding day and know that their biggest day of their life is in hands of someone yeah. really good so yeah. I'm friendly <laughs> yeah definitely agree with that I definitely agree with that um, are you silver service trained I know just going back yeah. to you say, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I well I trained. was that was like 10 years ago so yeah. I've got a question about silver is it silver service or yeah. silver train silver service silver service what's a silver train <laughs> Cammy just comes out with some utter nonsense. All I know is What's a silver train? Where's that come from? Silver service, silver train. Silver is that like Like a lead? Silver trained. Silver trained or train is in a choo-choo train. As in train, (laughs) silver train. Is that not a thing? No, I don't think so, no. I mean, I might be mistaken, but I've never heard of a silver train. If you watch your YouTube, hit us up in the comments. <laughs> if anyone's heard of a silver train, please enlighten us to, to what that is. But anyway, yeah, go on, ask your Anyways, question. all I know is like, when you're serving something, it's always from the left, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing fact on silver But there's service. a reason for it though, isn't there? But I, I don't know what the reason is. There's a lot is. of etiquette. In, in dining yeah. stuff that I wouldn't have a clue about it's particularly with like when you do and then you clear from the other side as well mm. yeah and then there's, I did read some, I, we're going to go down this road now because I read something very interesting which you might be able to shed some light on um, I say very interesting it's probably not <laughs> to, to, the, to the general listener it's quite interesting to me who knew an entertainment podcast we're going to end up being yeah, about it's a, bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit sad but and it's probably a little known fact but actually there's ways to leave your knife and fork placed on your plate that can actually insult people, for one. So if you if you had a meal and you didn't enjoy it, there's a way to put your place, your knife and fork, to say basically it was rubbish. Yeah, probably by way, not putting a, them together. Like, you yeah. always put your knife and fork together, It's don't not you? just that. There's all different angles. I saw a, a oh, I really mad description with a... It was imagery of each time you place your fork, have a straight, an angle to one side, over the top, off the plate, on crossed over in the middle and stuff that has different etiquette wow. meanings. I can't say well, I at say, restaurants wow, that were like... <laughs> interesting fact, but... I what do you know about that? I don't know anything about it and I don't eat at restaurants that will ever notice things like that no, either, so... No, I think it's a lost... Uh, it's more of a Downton yeah. Abbey vibe, isn't it? That, I think. Um, yeah, we, we're off track now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> In the industry that we're in, and I know you're obviously working with us now and probably use this but in, in, in your answer, but use your past experiences, how do you feel is the best way to market the business that you're in? What sort of ways in which do, do you utilise to market? I've never really dealt with the marketing side massively, but I know for what works better and what people relate to more is face-to-face, like getting to know that person. So I know me and Kim do it a lot where we go go outside and meet the clients. And I do think that does help people understand it more because they can, you're having a conversation about it rather than just seeing words on a, a poster or a, like social media. I do think speaking to them about it and it being a bit more natural, they do understand more about what's going on and what, you, what, what you're selling basically. Yeah. More yeah. personal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You've got that 
kind of human interaction as well. Yeah. Which is massively important. I think, obviously, social media is absolutely amazing. And when it works, it's fantastic. But sometimes it can have, like, a negative effect as well. Because I think sometimes it can be portrayed completely different to what it is. So I know, because, like, a lot of our wedding clients don't, like, they'll see a lot of what you're doing, like, on your live streams and stuff and just assume that that's all we're doing. If they just come across that one video one time, they'll think, oh, that's what 615 doing. There's not, there's just so much behind that as well that Uh, it can be missed if they just see one post. That's it, and I suppose the style of what's being played at the time can yeah. be a bit misleading to yeah, say definitely. that if somebody does like a house set, yeah, that's not necessarily what the brand's about, is it? No, and people I mean, will go, I... Oh, I don't want just house at my wedding because that is sometimes a comment that we get because a lot of the high energy video videos that you share, we share, even at wedding fairs, we do, yeah, is like very housey. Whereas they go, Oh, it's amazing, but you've got to showcase that. You've got a limited time online to get yeah, to get stuff across. Like yeah. you've got um, seconds for people to engage in a video before they switch off. You know, and everybody yeah. you talk to in in that world of social media always says the same thing to me about yeah. that about the, the time you've got to engage your audience isn't that long. I mean, I start six fifteen for about four years before I ever even applying to work with you, and. Even now, like even the five weeks that I worked with before, before all this, I've saw so many different elements that I didn't even know existed because they weren't really portrayed that much on social media. Like there's just so much more to it, and you only get to know that from speaking to Kim and yeah. obviously like the artists as well. It's quite amazing, really. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose what you're saying in general, in terms of the marketing perspective, just going quickly back to that point, is that you would prefer the networking side yeah, of it in network, order to yeah, get 100%. yeah, which is uh, which is a lost art with quite a lot of businesses sometimes yeah. because well particularly now you can't go and meet people and do the social thing but I swore by that as, yeah. in terms of like a great way to meet new businesses and new like-minded people to expose your brand for more people who can know a bit more about what you do like you said you've come into the business and realised actually they don't just do the DJ sat yeah. percussion that's yeah. more to it than that yeah, whereas from the but you've also kind of experienced the brand not as an end user but as a potential customer yeah. in reality yeah definitely and it's good to see sort of hear that yeah. feedback as bring well. back networking yeah no, I think networking to, yeah. it's just portrayed yeah. as being really boring and just really like same so I think that's why it's kind of drifted off because I do, I, do, I do think it got to a point where it was very rigid like yeah. needs, networking needs events be... yeah can be but there's other yeah. forms of networking isn't yeah. there? you know like me and Cammy take a client out it could just be one person it's still classes networking isn't it? it's yeah. one, one guy that you're taking out uh, for a drink or around a golf or whatever it is that you want to do yeah. in terms of that let's say client entertainment in in loose terms there's still loads of different ways to do the networking side of it yeah um so what do you see the struggles of the industry be not not just now because it's quite evident and you can brush upon your views on on the covid thing and the effect it's had on the industry yeah um but also you know what your experiences are in the past working in the wedding industry what do you feel the the difficulties i think the biggest thing with weddings is the change of everything like different trends they're just changing all the time and when you're in the thick of it as well and you're planning people's wedding from two years in advance you've got to know into what's going 
going to be the trend in two years because otherwise that client's going to change their mind and completely change the wedding a couple of months before the big day just because there's a new trend out. So it's completely, it's always being one step ahead of the game and just making sure that the client's obviously then happy with with that in two years' yeah. time because yeah, yeah. there's no point. Like, That's a good point. If they're getting married in 2022, 2023, but then they're using what's happening now as what they like, they don't, they don't really know what they're going to see in 2022 wedding fairs and they might fall in love with something completely different. So you've, to, you've yeah. always got to be a step ahead like, especially like taking the entertainment side yeah. of it like colour trends when, like, yeah, when yeah. I was like coordinating yeah. weddings yeah. it was always about rose gold and blush that was obviously like two years ago now that's kind of like gone out the window it's all fresh and so there's loads of different yeah, elements yeah that's, yeah, I, I, that's something personal that I've never looked at I'm literally about to say have you got any examples of like trends what people have picked and then obviously changed months or whatever before the wedding yeah colour colour is a massive thing yeah, yeah. and but even um, themes so like rustic was a massive thing a few years ago and that's yeah, kind of like remember, draining that yeah. now yeah yeah, and but a... it's something like that can that can change like so many elements of your wedding so yes yeah, it's a good point be. very good point um, so where do you see our industry going in the future what, what's your thoughts about where this is moving to and and uh, you know, this is probably a good question to involve the COVID thing because it has had a big effect. Yeah. You know, I think it's changed. I think it's changed everything permanently for the. I don't think we're necessarily going to go back to exactly how it was. What do you? Think? I don't know. I think you're wrong. I think people are going to because re- they've obviously had a year off from all the madness of weddings and entertainment. I think people are going to got like they're going to appreciate it more. So I think next year when everything obviously dies down a lot more and you are allowed to have bigger communities together I think people are going to throw themselves into it more because they appreciate it more as well and I think people I know it's awful but probably will second guess going to like overseas weddings so I do think they'll have just really big parties back in the UK rather than wanting to go overseas and taking a, a big risk Yeah. so I do think for yeah. us personally I think we're going to have one of our biggest years next year if yeah. not the year after as well yeah yeah, I'd agree with that. I do think it will come back in that sense. I just think there are certain things that have changed for, like, even just going back to what we were discussing before, um, we started the podcast about the venues. Yeah. You know, really well-established, well-known venues closing. Yeah. You know, permanently, even, potentially, even if, if they don't find a buyer. Um, so I suppose I meant it in that sense where I, f- I think that there will be some big differences. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, like, I agree with you there definitely about the the social distancing thing there's no way that can carry on forever People, concerts and theatres yeah. you can't social distance when you're doing that so it is, it, it is going to have to come back and I do think it'll come back with a bang so and I'm looking forward to it I hope so yeah that's <laughs> what we need is exactly yeah. what we need it is just a shame right for it's just a shame for the companies it's like that everything crossed um, so during obviously during your busy times so think back Cast your mind back. When you're busy, you're stressed. One thing we always touch on on, on this podcast is mental health in the industry, whether it be artists, whether it be uh, people working within the industry, business owners, uh, you know, like yourself, salespeople, anyone really. What's your ways of dealing with stress and difficult times when you've been 
I would say probably spending time with my family more than anything. They bring me back down to earth because they're um, like my partner isn't like so far away from weddings. It's untrue. So he he kind of grounds me as soon as I start speaking to him because he's not interested in that side of it. I can completely switch off from work and have a completely different conversation to him. Um, that for, for like to even talk about his work, it just just listening to somebody else's day and completely taking my mind off what. I've been doing the whole weekend mm. it's just so much easier like my mum as well like massive just different conversations with my family yeah, yeah that true. helps you kind of like switch off as well yeah I think if my if if the people around me were doing the same sort of thing then it would be a completely different story but because they're not I can literally walk through my front door and forget about what like, to a degree forget about work yeah yeah that's a good piece of advice you know always talking out comes up a lot yeah um, obviously exercise diet yeah, and all that sort of kind of comes up yeah we, do, we don't either always <laughs> <laughs> exercising meditating like no <laughs> breathe it yeah cue, cue the sucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um, yeah no it's a great way to release I, I, I agree with that I find it I have to talk it I speak out about anything any okay. issues I just can't I can't bottle it in it eats away at me so quick yeah it really it does so I, it's a great piece of in my um, old job I literally couldn't escape it when I was at work it was absolutely it was crazy because I was the only person doing that job as well and because I was so close to the brides I was getting like text messages at 11 o'clock at night because they were having a meltdown over the wedding and I'd kind of built up that expectation that that was okay yeah. which it is fine I do yeah. like I do like it because it does make me feel more comfortable on their wedding day as well but it, it is really hard yeah. to switch off yeah and, I mean, as, a, as, an, as an employer now, putting myself into that thing, to know that an employee would go to that length for out above, is above and beyond is a, a great asset as well. Yeah. Because although it's not necessarily suitable for you and your family life and your home life, I, um, for my sins, used to be an estate agent, which we might have discussed. We're not going to go into that, though, <laughs> uh, on previous podcasts. But I did that with clients, like met them outside of, outside of hours. Yeah. Um, did extra work with them, took clients that were buying out at 10 o'clock at night to see a property, say, and just trying to go that extra mile to secure a sale yeah. is really important, I think. And, yeah, uh, I think it, like it's taking yourself yourself away from the fact that it is a sale and you are doing a job. I like, especially like, it, there's no like denying a wedding day is the most important day of yeah. someone's life yeah. and it's just so intense that you've got to take yourself away from the fact it is a sale and you've just got to think about think, think to that person that you are their best friend yeah. and you are the shoulder to cry on if they need to or whatever and you kind of it becomes a bit more natural to you then so when yeah. you see like if they're going through a tough time the amount of times I've like, like gone to the house and just knocked on me a box of chocolates like it's fine there's no need to stress and yeah, yeah. like because it does become more natural if you think if you take yourself out of the job and just look at them as a friend yeah it's more definitely natural. yeah and that's you, you'll make friends like that as yeah. well that you would make through work which is another massive benefit yeah especially when you're not able to go out and socialise and meet actual friends <laughs> that your clients yeah. become your friends yes. <laughs> yeah so yeah again yeah and all your colleagues become your friends yeah. and it's just naturally it just goes that way because of yeah. the anti-social hours that this industry brings which yeah. it is even though it's sociable as an excuse me as an industry it's sociable it's anti-social hours oh, at the yeah, end of the day and you can't get around the fact that your your friends or what would be your friends don't understand that sometimes yeah. either and no one goes out on a Monday night when you're free so yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old industry night remember, I remember those nights well <laughs> midweek sessions yeah. <laughs> again we're not going down that road 
Moving on swiftly. Cammy, into our next section. So, from memory, I believe like you did come to one of our live sessions events a long time ago. But how did you kind of meet us and like get introduced to us? I was introduced to you via social media from Red Floral. So I came across their work, absolutely loved it. And then it must have been an Instagram story or whatever, shared a a video of like you're playing, I think you're probably at Tatton or something like that. And I was working as a wedding coordinator at the time. And I came across it, I was like, wow and that literally if you ask anybody who works in my old office they all know who you are because I talked about it all the time like it was incredible like I fell in love with you straight away I was like I don't care like whenever I get married they're coming to my wedding and I'm like in nowhere near in the process of doing anything like that so yeah and then it's kind of funny really because when then I apply for the job I was only looking for like something more local because I was buying a house in Blackburn um, so I needed to move away from Lancaster that the job it doesn't actually it didn't like specify that it was for 615 and it was only after I'd gone through the first like interview phase with the the company that they sent me the address and I was like is this a joke I literally walked like I walked back into because it wasn't a secret that I was looking for a new job and I like went went back into the office of girls I was like I feel like someone's playing a prank on me because I talked about you that much and then it suddenly came up that I was actually going for a job I remember the interview with you you said that yeah fangirl (laughs) 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 definitely use the word <laughs> it was for it sounds so silly now but because I'd like starch that much like on social media it was kind of like it was just weird there you go and that's the best thing about the brand and everyone that works for us is that they all love it yeah I think if you know the brand yeah, you, thought, you, like, you, you don't even have to like the specific style of music to appreciate what you guys do it's, it's incredible mm. I love it <laughs> well, moving on to my next question, I was literally going to ask what you think about 615 and the people behind it. Rewind, I just said it. <laughs> she likes us. <laughs> Good news, Can guys. you tell I've not quite like, gotten over the fan girl bit yet? Yeah, like, I'm still loving it. Oh, oh yeah, but that's that right, it. baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that, was, that was Kim got into it that way. Yeah. Kim, Kim used to work for us for nothing yeah. back in the day yeah. she used to come and do stuff because she enjoyed it and she liked the vibe and wanted to be involved in it and yeah. loved the brand and that's how that grew I think most of the relationships we've got have grown like that yeah yeah have you know I didn't used to like him when we were when we were back in the day I remember those gigs we did with you it was no I did not like him we just we didn't really speak did we no we didn't uh, right, when was I, it? You, oh, it was Mr. Smith's. That's the one that stands out for me. That he had this little podium up in the rafters above the dance floor with this full setup of kit. It took him hours to send it up. Because back in the day, it wasn't like percussion yeah, as you know it now. It wasn't just bongos. It was like full set up, yeah. like congas, snare. It'd take percussionists about two hours to yeah. set up. And D-Rick, just for a two-hour set, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I just remember, I was like, oh, said, oh this is Cammy. He said, hi, Cammy, nice to meet you. We'd done the gig, and I was just like, see you, mate. And he was just stood there, like, all this kit round him going. Yeah. Literally just put his sax, we got his mic. It's in a bit. I was like, <laughs> God, it's so easy with sax players. Who's <laughs> laughing now, though? Yeah, no, he, then, yeah, that's how, I think you came on board through Dax, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. Dax was playing with you quite a lot, and he said, I want, brought you on the team. Yeah. I remember him saying to me. I, I do think it's better. good for you, though, because I do think it'd be a different environment if you didn't have people around you that absolutely adored what you did without any sort of money motivation kind of thing yeah. like if you, if people were coming to you just 
for a salary and like literally went home and like, yeah, my day were all right. I think it would show in the work that they did. Yeah, like treating it as a job. To be able to talk about something and be so passionate about it, it's, you, you can't fake that. No, no, it's no. And it's that, that's, I think that's the, that's the thing. It's the buy-in from people that work with us. It's not just a job. I remember when we the first, like I'd only been working with you for two weeks and we'd gone to London yeah. and I'd never, I'd seen <laughs> it on social media and I'd like, I'd, I'd been to a live session before but to actually see it live at a wedding fair I remember the goosebumps that I had and I was meant to be like leafleting and talking to people I was like I'm really sorry I'm just watching it myself and appreciating it because <laughs> yeah, I was laughing there. literally in all of it because when you look at like watch something for so long as well then actually feel it and be in the middle of the buzz as well it was yeah. incredible Yeah, it is. It's highly recommend even if you're not getting getting married I highly recommend going and just being in it yeah <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> plug 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 yeah. <laughs> I know you've not been with us that long but is there any funny stories you've got of working with us? No, I think just being in the office. I think like the personalities that are in the office, oh, yeah. like the conversations, I've just. <laughs> and the thing is, as well, I'm used to yeah. like girly offices, so I've not like I've never worked that closely like with men, and the humour is different. It hits differently. Oh, it it's, does. It's, uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, but we, we won't it's, down yeah no, I'm not delving into it, but let's yeah. That's, yeah, it is funny though, and like, every, it, but everyone gets on. And it's not like it's just men in the office. We've got you, Kels, yeah, Kim, Katie, 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 other Katie, yeah, and so you know we're probably nearly outnumbered now because. Mm. Yeah, but I think like, like Kim goes on the more of the spectrum of like the lad banter. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Kim doesn't hold back. No. Yeah. All gun I think the funniest day was my first day and it was the day after you'd come back from Tatton and it was my first day and learning on the job I literally just sat there the whole day just watching everybody like buzzing like literally all these videos were coming out and all the conversations were coming out that had happened over the weekend because it was such a good weekend for you, for you all. Yeah. But that was my first day and I literally learnt nothing. <laughs> no. Well, that, you did. You just learnt about what it's like to work in, in that yeah. environment, which yeah. was a massive change for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is a creative, open environment. Yeah, it is that. I mean? It needs to be that to be to be creative yeah. as well. Yeah. You need some open flexibility. You can't just be like, you sit at your desk and get on with it. Oh, no. Because um, then again, it does become a job rather than the passion yeah. you lose that mm. if, it, if it does become a job like as in nine to five get on the phone don't get off the phone it just it just doesn't work no, it, doesn't for work. What we do. no. it doesn't work for what we do no. right last round quick fire round so quick fire round is you give give or take give like a one word answer, one word answer as quick as you can okay. this always goes wrong for us because we always end up chatting absolute nonsense yeah. but we'll try yeah. Cammy always starts us off anyway yeah alright okay favourite track of all time no, I don't have one. Oh my lord! I am that, that, I, no, I am that person that like I'm so like people tell one me. One <laughs> Your questions every time. Have that done is this. a hard, That is such a hard question, I don't though. Think it is. Uh, yeah, I don't no, think it, it is. is. I'm that person that skips halfway through a track. Like people refuse to come in the car with me. Shall I give, shall I give us a note? Sounds like Dax. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am really going in the car annoying. with Dax. He literally puts a tune on, then skips it after thirty seconds. Yeah, that's wow, me. Man, I was listening to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting into it. Yeah, no, that's me. Oh no! I've got, I've, got, I've got a scenario for you then. Yeah. So you you got a wicked day at work planned, right? You've had your breakfast. You get in your car. You're driving to work. No radio. You was gonna put one song on to like hype you to get into work. What would you play? I don't know. I don't have. It depends what day it is. Like right. literally, I have like Wednesday. days where I like, play. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Wednesday. The sun's just peeking yeah. out. It's Nineteen <laughs> degrees. Oh no! I'm, I can't. I refuse to answer. I can't. Right, I'll tell you what then. I'll say, what's your favourite? 
genre? No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, old, I love old school R&B songs, like yeah. hip hop. All those, yeah, yeah I love them. I thought you might have been one of those. Yeah. Like Fat Joe and all that. But yeah. I love that. I actually, to be honest with you, I absolutely love all the old school stuff. I love it. I'm just not I a don't, fan. I don't of like a lot new of the newer music. Stuff. No, not, I can't. No, I just think a lot. Not a lot. Not all of it, because that'd be discrediting some of the talent that's out there. But I think some of it's very. What's the right word to use for it? It's just not musical for me. No, it's, it's really where I find a lot of the older stuff. But you're probably in similar, but a ballpark to where I am at with the, with the artists. There's a lot of musicality to it, yeah. Which I I just prefer. But everyone's got the preferences. So we're going we're going old school R and B for the one word answer. Old school R and B, right? Next question. Sorry, it took so long to get there. I've not asked one yet. <laughs> I did not. No. All right, go on. Then. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, apologies. That's my old mind old deteriorating. Mind. <laughs> I asked the last question, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> go on. Sorry. Go on. What do cows drink? Water. Oh. Oh, he's ne- he's nearly he's nearly caught her out, but she was she's she's <laughs> good. She's too clever for you. <laughs> she's too clever. Milk. Milk? <laughs> what's your uh, what's your favourite type of cheese? Probably mature. I hate weird cheese. So just about a mature cheddar. Yeah. Or a mozzarella. Oh, mozzarella comes up quite a lot, yeah. and I do love mozzarella. I eat it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. You know, grated stuff. Grated. I'm talking about a mozzarella ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're know, grated mozzarella. Oh, that's like fake mozzarella. Yeah, I but, don't I, taste the, it. but the but the good stuff, I have it out of the bag. You I mean can't like you mean the stuff that's like grated cheese? You mean in the bag with the water in it? Don't yeah. You? Yeah. Cut it up. I have to buy two. If I'm ever cooking, I have to buy two so I can eat one whilst I'm cooking. What, you hold a ball of mozzarella? Well, I cut it up. I'm not like that mean game, but I'll eat a full ball, ball, yeah. I got a second. (laughs) Wow. You eat out of your hand. (laughs) What? I buy two. The wet mozzarella balls? What, and just eat one? Sorry, that's it. Sorry, Dean's piped up in the back. He's a videographer, by the way. Oh, oh, he's making me Uh, So he's filming. Now now he's on the pod. So Dean Max popped up again. I'm sure he's made an appearance on a couple of these. (laughs) Um, Have I just asked that last question again then? Oh, yeah, I have. Go on, you do one more. Is the earth round? Oh, no. Why? What do you mean? Yeah, it is. What do you mean? No, I'm going like, oh, no, because I've heard this on all your podcasts. And I'm like, is anybody ever going to say it's flat? Probably. We might get one. No, it's round. Right. All right. How do you know, though? I'm joking. (laughs) Are you a bit of a secret flat earther? (laughs) No. I feel like you're the one that's trying to get it out of everybody. And then you go, oh, my God, yeah, me too. No, no, he's not. It's not. It's not. We just, I mean, it'd be nice just to have one flat earther in, wouldn't it? No, I don't want to associate with people like that. Oh dear. We're not going to agree with that comment (laughs) because you're entitled to think what you like. The world Mm. may be flat and it might be on a turtle's back moving through space at speeds beyond our wildest (laughs) imaginations. But who's to know? You're all entitled to your own opinion. And on that note, we're going to wrap this pod up. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Katie. Oh no, that's that's not wrong. Damn, I was hoping that. I just nailed accent? that. Katie. That no, but that's your accent. Your Lee's accent. Thank you, oh, Katie Howarth, for joining us today. Thank you I for having me. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks again to our lovely listeners for tuning in. Please like, share. Cammy, give us the lowdown on the socials. Yes, people. So thanks for tuning in. If you're watching YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Drop us a comment below. Let us know how it went. If you're on Spotify, search for Off The Record Podcast and on iTunes Podcast as well. Give us a follow give us a comment as we thought mega thanks everyone and we'll see you soon (laughs) peace out bye 6.15 off the record